Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hands-On Safety. We are finally fast approaching fall, which I'm really kind of looking forward to. I, I don't particularly like cold, but it is nice that we're going to have some cooler weather soon, I hope. So that always makes me want to get out and do things. And so today we're going to we're going to talk a little bit more about travel. We have done uh, shows about flying. We've done shows about you know, taking a road trip, but, you know, we haven't really talked about other modes of transportation like uh, cruise ships or trains or different ways you might, you might take a trip uh, other than, than the ones that most people take every day. Uh, so with me today, as always, is Megan Hargrave. Hello, everyone. And George Freeman. What's up, folks? And I know, Megan, you started looking into this um, as a way to talk about a variety of modes of transportation, but, but she said you really found that, you know, we could do a whole show on cruise ships. And so <laughs> I think that's a great topic for us to talk about today because cruise ships are something you see in the news quite often. Um, unfortunately, you see the worst stories about cruise ships. Um, they, they talk about, you know, everyone on board getting sick or uh, them running aground because of, you know, problems with the crew, whether the, the captain's drunk or, you know, whatever the reasons. Um, but, you know, the stories you typically see are are never, never good news, um, especially, you know, in the last couple of years around COVID, the cruise ships were really kind of the first motor transportation to really be shut down. Yeah, so um, definitely 100% the, the, a lot of the news, they feel like that's the news kind of in general sometimes is the negativity around things got to get people's attention and whatnot um so yeah i i did start this research from the angle of multiple forms of transportation and then i fell down the rabbit hole of the cruise ship uh research <laughs> and, and I, it was quite the rabbit hole <laughs> i bet i think it's i think it's important to point out that you know cruise ships can be a lot of fun but there are definitely things to take into consideration when you're planning a, a trip on a cruise ship and definitely, uh, especially if you have, well, if you're anybody, but especially if you have a disability, it's super important to plan ahead of time. And also, I came from this perspective of that it's the end of summer here. It's going to start cooling down. And a lot of people like to get away, uh, even if you're like in the northern U.S. or Canada. Uh, people like to get away in the winter time, And so cruises are a great time. And... Uh, personally, I have not been on one in a long time since I was a child, so I don't remember much about it. But the research that I've been doing, I have—it's <laughs> reignited that uh, excitement about going on a cruise someday. All right. um, Something to save so, your money up for. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been um, quite a few years since I've been on one, but I had a good time. It's yeah. Same here. It's been a long time. Uh, my mom was a big cruise type person. Doctor today, she said she's going on a cruise in a couple of months. It's been a couple of years now. Yeah. Uh, the last time I went on a cruise when I was actually, not you know, um, when I went on a cruise with her, that was interesting because I'm kind of my mom's a slot machine slut. Um, <laughs> and so, slot machines, she's playing them. She wins money. It's incredible. Uh, but <laughs> on a cruise ship, she can you know, eat all she wants, go play slot machines or whatever. Go back in a room, chill, go outside. It's just a really great, like, 
environment to be in if you really don't want to do anything. Yeah, everything's everything's just there for you. So uh, it's great to add like about being on a cruise that there's so much to do. You know, eat, drink, swim, you know, go games, go to shows. You know, go to dance again. It was a great experience. So yeah, so I think it's really great that maybe uh, you chose this topic particularly. Um, because it is coming back to becoming a thing where people are wanting to go back out on the cruises. Um, so I'm interested to hear what you, what you found about this. Yeah, absolutely. So in my research, um, I found out that if you are a person with a disability, um, there are a couple of different cruise lines. That I found a list of top nine, but I wrote down five, and they're the more common cruise lines, such as Carnival, Holland America, um, Princess, Royal Caribbean, all of those ones. Something I did find out uh, when you were looking for, you know, a cruise that you might want to go on, there are some factors that you should consider. You know, you have a physical disability and you need, you know, a wheelchair or a scooter or things like that. Uh, you're better off to go with more of the ocean cruises more than the river cruises because their boats are a lot bigger and they have a lot more staterooms that are accessible. They've got, um, you know, roll-in showers, um, lower toilets, you know, all those sort of things. And another factor can to consider is, you know, where you want to go. If you're kind of, depending on the time of year you want to go, if you're kind of nervous about getting stuck in a hurricane, most of the time they do avoid uh, they are able to avoid hurricanes and major storms, but the bigger ships also do have stabilizers built into the ships, so it's uh, less likely that you're gonna, you know, have a rough time with it. And you don't uh, realize how how much of a difference those make until you're on a ship that either doesn't have them, they don't work, or or they're turned off. <laughs> it it wouldn't seem like it would make that big of a difference, but it. It's it's huge. Yeah, I would I would imagine it is. And from what I'm seeing from my research, it, it definitely is a huge factor. Um, so if you want to avoid um, the hurricanes, choosing the more northern destinations. destinations yeah. Yes, that word <laughs> is probably your better option. And fortunately, you know, hurricanes, you really only have to worry about that certain times of the year. Um you know, we're here in the South. We're kind of at the peak of hurricane season now yeah. um, in the next month or so. But, you know, uh, typically once you get into October, November, uh, you don't have to worry about it. Anything in the spring or uh, winter months is is usually a good time to travel, especially, you know, if you're planning to go south, go to the Caribbean, Mexico, those those kind of destinations. Um, the cooler months here are absolutely a good time to go there because even though it's not necessarily cool there it is certainly cooler than it would be during the midsummer in most places yeah and even if that doesn't matter to you um there are some good things to know um, about going on to a cruise ship um it's good to have the knowledge to just feel more secure you know like um a lot of the the major cruise lines they have meteorologists on staff and they sit in a big old command center with all the computers and monitors with satellite footage and stuff like that and their job is to monitor the whole fleet of ships and 
you know, determine if there is a storm brewing, they can estimate what it's going to do kind of up to 10 days in advance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like they, they can advise the captains of the ship. Uh, not that the can, the captains are blind as, as it were, but they have, they have all the, imaging monitors and all that stuff aboard the ship in the bridge as well so it's just a little bit of peace of mind um the captain does watch for things and he's always in touch with the meteorologist just in case the meteorologist sees stuff that he doesn't right and um so if you were ever to find yourself in a hurricane situation or a major storm situation on the boats um they very rarely advise you to stay in your cabin at all at all times very very rare um but then also they have lots of signage up the crew put lots of signage up and have non-slip mats that they put down Mm -hmm. so you can walk safely and there's also um some ships are equipped with railings down the hallway to you know if you need to grab on to you can um so I found that to be quite interesting as well. So some information about cruise ships. They are one of the safest modes of transportation um, since 2017. This, and this is information is accurate as of 2021. Uh, they have 0.06 fatality rate. And more. that's less than, say, car travel, plane travel, and bus travel. Um, which I actually found very interesting and makes sense. But one thing I did think of was people, you know, falling overboard and stuff like that. And the staff are um, very well trained to handle all sorts of incidents and whatnot on the plane, on the cruise ship. So if somebody does fall overboard, they can go in and get them and whatnot. And if I, um, at least with the cruise ship I was on, You'd have to work pretty hard to fall overboard. I remember the rails being pretty high. Yeah, they are pretty high. And um, there's always crews around and whatnot. So they're always watching, you know, making sure everybody's okay mm-hmm. and whatnot. Some safety features of a cruise ship where uh, the average cruise ship, uh, probably about 2,000 to 3,000 people, the average size. Um, of passengers and then um, add probably a good amount of crew, you know, to maintain things, cook, security, mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Most of them have five firefighting teams, which I found quite interesting. That is interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, 4,000 smoke detectors. Think about that for a second. <laughs> A lot of noise. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. <laughs> think about all that going on. If they go on, if they, uh, <laughs> it's all of them go off at the same time, you're going deaf probably. Yeah. <laughs> they have 500 fire extinguishers, which actually surprised me. Um, I thought they would have had more. Mm-hmm. They apparently have 16 miles of sprinkler piping. Wow. That is quite a lot. Which is also uh, probably why they don't have more fire extinguishers if they have that many uh, built in. That's a good point. And they also have 5,000 sprinkler heads. So there's your answer there, Leslie. <laughs> and um, six miles worth of fire hoses. So 
they're well prepared and stocked up. And also they have capacity, I guess you could say, for survival crafts if you need to jump ship. Mm-hmm. Um, they have enough for about everybody on board, so 100, about 125% capacity. So if they have extra things they need to take you know, while evacuating the ship, um, that is a possibility for them. What do you guys think of that? Do you guys, do you guys think that's, you expected that or? You know, sadly, we, we kind of have the Titanic to think for a lot of the safety precautions they put on cruise ships because the Titanic did not have enough life rafts for people and, you know, did not have, ships did not have radio crews on board, you know, 24 seven, you know, which of course has long since changed, but definitely the amount of life rafts per, you know, uh, to be able to handle the capacity of passengers was, was a big thing with the Titanic um, sinking that, that caused regulations to be put in place to make sure that there would, there would always be enough. And also the Titanic, um, the life boats they did use, they didn't have them filled they did not no they they used (laughs) um they they did not uh they they didn't they didn't have enough for the entire um the number of people they had on the ship to start with and then then what they sent out was was not even filled because they were only trying to get certain people out or you know women and children and weren't letting men on and so there was all kind of reasons that things went wrong with that but and that was certainly one of them. Women and children can swim too. I mean, so yeah, everybody go. Yeah, they know how to swim. Yeah, the the Titanic. That's actually a good point. I didn't even think about that in doing my research and whatnot because I was just sitting here going, "Wow, that's incredible!" You know, <laughs> trying to think of sixteen miles of piping in a ship, right? Like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> you definitely went further down the cruise ship rabbit hole. Yeah, than yeah, I, I know. Right? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty awesome because I've definitely learned some things that I didn't know before. Um, I'm glad what if, I could educate you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> One of the things I thought was interesting when I went on a cruise was the way they handle um, people going on uh, excursions offshore. Like when you get to an island or uh, get to a destination, everyone that comes on board, when you when you start loading the ship, um, you have your picture taken and you're given an ID card. Every time you leave the ship, your ID is scanned. And every time you return, your ID is scanned so that they make sure that they don't leave anybody behind uh, when they stop in, and allow people off. But one thing that I'm curious about is for people with disabilities, especially people in in wheelchairs and motorized scooters, how they handle getting on and off the boat, especially for excursions and short trips, because I remember having to practically jump <laughs> from, uh, from, you know, from the cruise ship to the boat that was taking us into dock um, because the waves were really, really rough and, and you had to, um, you had to kind of time jumping onto the other boat. Um, which, of course, they had plenty of people there to help, but still, I can't imagine trying to get someone in a wheelchair uh, on or off in a situation that like that. 
Now you're going down the rabbit hole because I have information on that too. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's hear let's it. Let's hear it. <laughs> so, if you are a person who has a physical disability and you want to go on a cruise and go to, go um, into port, um, and this is really important when choosing, you know, preparing for your cruise is what do you need? Um, what are your was what are your accommodations that you need? Um, you can bring your own equipment, um, but they do recommend, it is recommended that you do perhaps rent or tell the company what your needs are and they can get scooters and like wheelchairs and stuff like that that are collapsible, but also that they can easily pick up that are a oh, lot nice. lighter than, than your normal, you know, everyday mobility right. aids. So that is how they do that. And they would typically either depending on your abilities they would either just like just transfer you over um you have people transfer you over and um like they physically lift you mm-hmm. and then they collapse your stuff and send it over as well and then get you set up over there um stuff like that so some of the companies are like um scoot around well, the other companies are looting my mind right now uh that's <laughs> all right we can put them in the show notes yeah we'll definitely have this information in the show notes i'm gonna organize it a lot more for leslie because she might kill me when she sees the document <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> yeah definitely it is possible but uh when you are planning your cruise it's you know well it's a very smart idea to do it far out in advance and um the cruise ships, actually, the, the American ones follow the ADA. So, um, you know, they have accessibility departments and um, they will do their best to help you. And even sometimes, actually, one thing I almost forgot is some of them um, actually have an access person who will go with you into port uh, to make sure that you don't have any access issues or oh, nice. if okay. there's any transferring things that may need to happen right they will there'll be there there'll be an extra person to help you will they be there the whole time with you or they'll go with you for the day okay Very nice okay we're going drinking let's go heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> food. i'm gonna, I'm gonna need a piggyback ride back to the ship please <laughs> you call me a rich dog <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> put a blind card. I'm, I need my need a chair. Need a chair. <laughs> I am not walking back because I can't see, evidently. So, the chair. You don't know where we're going. Chair. Oh no. Chair. And I get that from you guys telling me about the blind card. So, no, I, I, I would pull it even. We haven't taught it. you enough. We haven't taught you enough about the chair. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about the chair. I'd pull it. I'd pull it right now. <laughs> Look, I just don't feel like walking. I need a chair. Right. <laughs> I'm actually. I'm. I'm. Te- I am a disabled veteran. So, like, hey, I, even though I'd be doing stuff, I'm not. I, mean, I probably should not be doing. Just, well, not. I shouldn't be doing stuff that I do. We're like, you have to be disabled. And it's a little more than that. But yeah, I'll, I'll pull that card too. Hey, <laughs> on my knees. I'm a little bit older than you think. You, you, know? you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I'll pull that card. I'm no shame in my game. <laughs> just some days you just can't make it. 
and then go to the cruise ship. Sometimes you're not mentally capable at that time. You know? Do what you can. That's one of my safety tips. Be careful of how much alcohol you consume. Well, yeah, no, that is and important. There is so much opportunity to drink on a cruise ship. I mean, you can buy you can buy cards. You could just preload cards in advance. Everywhere you turn around, there's a bar. There's lots of opportunities. All inclusive, all inclusive package. Or you can eat, or you can drink. That's what we had. Yeah, we had an all inclusive package. Yeah, it was, it was a, it was a, a buddy of mine was getting married. It was eight of us guys on a cruise. It was bachelor, bachelor <laughs> cruise. It was unique. It was real, it was. No, I mean it wasn't that bad. I mean, just some weird things. Like one guy came to dinner wearing a bathrobe, leading into his room. Uh, <laughs> no. Other friend, he came in wearing a collar, uh, a religious collar. He's he's like oh boy. He, he's actually an ordained minister, but he's more of an atheist. He says does that as a joke, but he's an ordained minister. <laughs> um, yeah, things like that. There was a um, there was a guy on his th- I think third uh, wedding. And he has two ex-wives there with him as well, part of the group. Yeah, the South. Interesting. Um, yeah, so you see interesting Did you things. Just say the South. The South. They're all from <laughs> South Carolina because <laughs> we went to Orlando uh, from various places. Most of us. I was out west, and people come up north and play, but we met it in Orlando for it. And everybody's like, from South Carolina stuff like that. Just the wow. South. Uh, but <laughs> the reason I bring this up because it is a cruise is fun. But maybe you brought up a great point, and so did Leslie about the alcohol consumption, because uh, that is the most important thing. You'll meet so many different people. People are drinking. Things could possibly happen, um, and not that cruises are insidious because there are cruises, and you know. But you have so many different people there for a short period of time. You really don't know much about the people you're dealing with. I mean, I did right. meet some cool people that stayed in contact with for a short while. Uh, actually, actually, one still, so, you know, this was oh god, 2007. And you know, um, she's got this friend, man, she, she got married, has like you know, two kids. I see yeah. them you know, growing up on Facebook, kind of funny. Uh, so you can meet decent people <laughs> absolutely anywhere you go. Uh, but yeah, I'll go consumption, you have to watch out for. And I always advise I don't care who you are, you can travel with a friend. That's always the best part traveling with a friend. Also, you have someone to spend the time with, mm-hmm. uh, also safety in numbers. And you have the one person that can be designated walker or designated, you know, wheelchair pusher, whatever, you know. Yeah. And that's one thing I like about the, um, I mean, you can certainly get off the cruise ships and go out on your own and explore. Um, but the excursions are nice to, you know, to be able to go do things with a group of people. Um, then you do have that safety in numbers. You don't have to worry about getting lost or, you know, things happening because you are with a group that that's been organized by the, the cruise company, they provide all the transportation and and everything you need for that trip. So it's um, it's well worth doing that sometimes. Um, and also, oh, sorry, Leslie, were you going to add on? Nope, go ahead. Okay, sorry. Uh, what I was going to also say is when you disembark the ship, um, if you are going on an excursion, you... Um, one of the tips that I have here, the safety tips, is you should remove any signs that you're uh, like a tourist right off a cruise ship, even if you are in numbers with other people. Um, so it just makes you a little bit more of a target. Um, so I, I can't wear, I'm American all over, all over my shirt. 
American flags flying I mean, high. I can't the big what it is. You want. Big huge <laughs> camera and the holding a uh, Bud Light. Yeah. You know, walking around and saying, America, I can't do any of that stuff. I wouldn't advise. Uh, no, you're, you're, uh, do that no, at your I, own risk. At my own risk. No, I, I, I like that because that's a very key point of any type of travel. Uh, when I was yes. in the Army, there's a common, a common, call it uniform, that service members would wear, particularly officers. There would be a, um, you know, maybe four or three button-down polo shirt, maybe have a unit insignia on it, wearing khaki pants, you know, officially tucked in. And, you know, it was just, yep, Army, <laughs> military. You just knew. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and so when I would travel, I'd make sure, uh, well, I'd had a bag that was like a, what we call the ACU pattern on it. Because when you had that, it's all that, oh, you think, let's just skip the line. <laughs> I mean, military, yeah, oh, come here. So it worked for me a couple of times. Um, but usually, like international travel or something like that, yeah, I would not uh, put anything on that would suggest that I was, you know, a tourist or American. To me, I assume that, but you want to identify you particularly as an American, uh, you know. I love Canada. I love Canada, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, maybe just, you know, from the West in general. Uh, but, yeah, but I'm a Canadian. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> like, they're too nice to bother. They got no money, you know. So that's probably what they're thinking. And probably furthest from the truth. So no wearing a shirt that says, if you find my body, ship me to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about a shirt I saw, t- I saw you last night. I, was, I like hot moms, the shirt said. <laughs> wow. The t-shirt out there, uh, people are wearing, but that's a guy in the bar last night. And that shirt, I like hot moms. <laughs> I, oh, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> And on cruises, you'll find some hot moms. So be careful. That too. <laughs> you know, so George's advice. Yeah, so everything, say, everything potentially say, something else to be aware of. That's a whole different safety show right there. Show. <laughs> we'll talk about that another time. You know, well, if, if, uh, if our two uh, listeners uh, want to hear more about it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than two, but you know, <laughs> just, so. just chime in, let us know. All right, we'll do a segment on, on, on what the beer wear up, you know. Uh, yeah, that's gonna be that. all you, George. We're gonna look okay. that George. one, yeah. It's all me. Let's uh, hello, with that. hello, hello, no, it's like there's <laughs> so nobody out there, but yeah, all of you, but you should be cautious of anybody that you meet, uh, while you're out. Um, think with a grain of salt to drinking, you know, be careful uh, in moderation because it's prevalent. Um, on there eating you were eating too a lot of food lot. yes yep you can get a little carried away <laughs> yes leslie we should go on a cruise i am <laughs> doing great um also one other thing too since we were talking about the um excursion thing um one other thing is to really to be aware of if you are if you do have a service dog is another whole different kind of worms um sure. You, this is why it's good to plan ahead of time because you need a lot of paperwork, you need vaccinations, you need to check up on the destin- your destination's um, you know, rules and regulations. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, definitely. Um, I have a friend who went on a cruise um, before the pandemic and she started planning probably in a year advance. You wow. Know, you know, she needed you know, a lot of paperwork and uh, a lot of vet visits to make sure she had the right vaccinations and 
um, all the paperwork filled out by her vet, and so yeah, it is a pretty, pretty uh, expansive um, preparedness thing that you need to be aware of. But also another thing about having you know a dog on board is they will you can get them to set up um, relieving relieving areas for your dogs. Right, but you do have to share the relieving area with other people who have dogs on board. Most companies, if not all of them, don't allow ser- um, service dogs in training, which actually surprised me, uh, or ESAs or therapy dogs, um, or animals in general. Um, so that is a factor as well. And I know, uh, I know a few people that have taken their their guide dogs on cruise ships and i and i don't know i can't imagine doing it i don't know if i would want to honestly yeah he's done his vacation away from you so we send him send him grandma and grandpa's right house. exactly yeah. exactly yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think- I just can't see my dog being very happy <laughs> on yeah. a cruise ship they have doggy dinner drill you know uh yeah it's it's a lot of work and also it's just a lot to be prepared for you know traveling you know traveling to other places on land is a whole different thing but Mm -hmm. you know being on a big giant ship with lots of people lots of casinos it's it's probably might be a little overwhelming for the dog yeah Um, but it totally depends on your needs too right yeah depends on your needs depends on your dog you know, certain dogs, I think I would not take. And and as good as my dog is, I don't, I don't know that I would take her, at least not at this point, but um, it is, it is a lot. And uh, so keeping, keeping the dog's needs and considerations in mind um, is also a good idea when you're thinking about that, just aside from all the, all the paperwork and uh, other things you have to do to prepare. Yeah, it's, it's super important to Keep those things in mind. Something else, something else to also remember about having a service dog is sometimes if you are sharing a relieving area with other dogs on the ship, um, a lot of them are picky about those things. Amen um, to that. <laughs> <laughs> my friend who went on a cruise ship, uh, her dog didn't end up. Her dog tw- held it for twenty four hours because um, she just didn't want to go in the little box that they had and. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you can get your hands on a relieving harness, um, I have extensive experience with them. They're amazing. So if you could get your hands on one for your dog, it would be a great help. Um, cause then they don't, it would be nice like, you know, if they didn't want to go in the box, so some of them absolutely refuse, um, you know, having them close to it and just having the relieving harness so that you don't have to worry about yeah. leaving marks and stuff. Mine would absolutely be one of those that reviews. She's like, Mm-mm, I'm not, I don't like to share. Yeah, I uh, when I took Simba to the convention in Nora uh, Vegas in 2019, she she went in there, but she hated it. She was very reluctant, um, and a lot of them are. You know, mm-hmm. they they do have their minds of their own. Uh, other things to consider, you know. Um, you bar when you are booking a cruise and you want you know more space in your cabin and whatnot most ships have about 20 i was seeing about 20 to 40 staterooms that you can that are bigger with like you know roll-in showers uh the removable shower heads um you know lower sinks and 
those can be all found all over the ship as well. Like they have in like the casinos and restaurants and stuff, they have, you know, roll tables that you can roll up to and, you know, that are accessible. Yep. But it and, may also mean that you, you know, really need to consider planning this uh, further in advance to make sure that you can get a room. Yes, absolutely. That accommodates your needs. Absolutely. Another thing I was seeing um, f- is if you want um, an AS- ASL interpreter, um, stuff like that, most blinds require a minimum of like two no- two months notice, kind of for anything, you know, mm-hmm. um, any accommodations that you might need, but especially that. And um, they do as well if you want Braille copies of information packets that they give um, or menus stuff like that some of them do have braille menus but they want prior notice so that you can get so they can make sure that you have that sort of stuff um, you can also get um, electronic copies of things now mm-hmm. you know the digital age that we are in <laughs> there's braille signage on rooms and um, for Royal Caribbean and Carnival, at least, from what I was seeing, they have them on railings for deck levels and stuff like that, which I found actually really cool. Leslie, if you've been ever, you know, when you've been on a ship, have you ever found that sort of stuff? I, you know, it's been uh, 20 years since I've been on a cruise ship. Uh, That was the one and only time I've ever been. And um, I just don't remember if they had Braille, it was not something I uh, used at the time. So I would imagine that they probably did have it, at least in some places, like on the room numbers and and possibly the, you know, ship levels or by by the elevators or by the stairs. But I didn't notice. Interesting. Yeah, it's definitely, and, you know, a lot of them are always changing, right? So mm-hmm. the ship goes, you you know, undergoes renovations and stuff like that they do a lot of the cruise lines do have that the disability department as i mentioned and they have access officers which sometimes is great and sometimes not as we (laughs) as folks who know have experienced um you know some of them are great and some of them aren't but uh usually the most of the time these ships are really accessible which you know, I didn't really think about until now. Um, no, I've but never really thought about it. Based on the the number of blind people I've met in the last few years that that go on cruises a lot, um, they they must have really improved um, accessibility and accommodations pretty well over the last several years. Because, like I said, I've 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 met more and more blind people that. Uh, frequent cruises. Yeah, I'm really wanting to go on a cruise now because of some of these things. And even in some of their internet cafes, which I didn't even know was a thing across, like, uh, aboard cruise ships. Uh, they have, some of them have JAWS on the computers and stuff. Obviously, you'll have to ask, um, you know, crew to figure out which computer is right. I would imagine now, though, you know, especially if they're if they're Windows computers, um, you know, narrator has become pretty useful tool. It, it's not quite as good as, say, JAWS or NVDA, but um, it can definitely allow you to access information on a computer that you wouldn't have been able to do before. 
when I went on a cruise, and this really kind of dates me, you could get internet access, but you had to pay quite a bit for it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's not, it was not uh, very common to have, you know, the ability to get on the internet from a cruise ship or even make phone calls from a cruise ship. And it was, it was possible, but it wasn't something that was set up to be widely usable. I mean, now I think that would be a big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The internet is everywhere. Right. Because, you know, yeah. many people can't go on a vacation without internet, internet for a week. So. <laughs> How long ago was it you were on a cruise? Like, what, 2000? Yeah, 2002. Okay, sounds about right. I'm not going to tell you how old I was. <laughs> yeah, you hush. Like six months. <laughs> you just hush. a little bit older. <laughs> but yeah, they do have uh, they do have um, tons of accommodations on board. Um, they even have stuff for those of those folks out there who are hard of hearing, and they you know uh, some of them have um, assistive listening devices for theaters and. You can get captioning devices and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Elevator buttons have braille on them. That's I found that really nice and helpful because you know a lot of places don't think about that. Right. And while pushing buttons to figure out which floor you're on is fun, <laughs> it can be time consuming too. Absolutely. In terms of staying safe on the ship, um, you know the crew as I mentioned, are trained. Um, they they train for all sorts of situations on a cruise ship. And, you know, they're trained for fire management, uh, life jacket, CPR, tracking down, you know, people who have um, stolen things, so, uh, thief tracking, that sort of stuff. They do also have, uh, for safety, you do have, um, after COVID, they have a lot of hand washing stations outside of restaurants. Yeah, I would imagine. So if that's a thing for you too, um, or uh, sanitizer boxes all over the ship, and when I when I think about those, I always think about the ones that are about shoulder height for me, anyway. Mm -hmm. And they're the motion sensor ones. Oh right. That <laughs> you, <laughs> you walk by them and all you hear is. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so that was the first thing I thought of when I was uh, reading that, and I freaked out a little bit because those have scared me numerous <laughs> times, walking down the hallway or whatever, and then, you know, I'm looking for an elevator button, for example, and... <laughs> so that's a big thing as well. Very rarely on cruise, cruise ship does this sort of stuff happen where they need to be you know, prepared for thieves and whatnot, but at least it's it's kind of a nice assurance to know the crew that are on board have that knowledge. So if you ever right. need any help, you can, you know. And I do remember it being very easy to find crew members, no matter where you were on the ship. It You didn't have to look very far to find some member of the crew walking by or, you know, at the end of a hallway, they're even, you know, in the corridors where the rooms were, there's always staff around um, for questions or problems. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All those around just hanging out in the hallway. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, mostly just passing by. How do you pass about the same one every hour? Right? Every hour. <laughs> and yeah. we had, um, you know, we had, and I don't remember if it was 
if she was the steward for our deck or if she was um, specifically assigned to like our hallway, what whatever it was. But we had a room steward assigned to us. So, you know, it was the same person that came to your room every day to, to clean and uh, bring you anything you needed. And um, so you could always find that person um, near the area where your rooms are. Uh, but it was even out on deck. It was very easy to find crew just about anywhere you went. And I would think they keep it the same person after the pandemic restrictions have lifted and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, so there's a factor. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, I don't know. I wasn't able to, didn't come across any information about cruising, cruise employee sizes, you know, for like average cruises, they probably have about five or 600 crews on board, but I don't know if that's changed since pandemic, you know, happened and stuff like that. So I don't know if they've lessened the crew or not. Um, I would imagine they probably have to maintain a certain number of crew, like one crew member per, let's say four people, four passengers or, you know, however many, um, but I don't know what the ratio is. Yeah. So let's say there was 25, if they had 2,500 passengers and they had 500 staff, that's probably, you know, yeah, it's one to one. five, something like that. Five, yeah. You know, five to one, that sort of stuff. George, you were going to say something? All right. so yeah one other thing to keep in mind is if you're if you are getting on a ship it's always super important to attend those muster drills so they have you know you can learn where your escape route is and security features of the ship and all that handy stuff you know yeah you know you know have multiple ways to get away from things whether if it's you know you're being followed by somebody don't take you know the same route and stuff like that we've talked about that before on the show um or just even just escaping you know there's an emergency evacuation stuff um it's always really really important to attend those information sessions even though let's say you're popular cruiser lucky you um you 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 should always attend those because those things can change as well Mm-hmm. You know, especially if the ship has gone under renovation and stuff like that, it's always good to know that inf- sort of information. Be smart, attend those. <laughs> That's my advice. <laughs> so, when you go on that cruise, Megan, we want to hear all about the safety education class that you went to. Oh, I will educate you very well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, some sort of stuff also that they cover is in that stuff is, um, you know, if an alarm goes off on the ship, what alarm it is and what it means. Um, so they do use alarm systems. We did mention a little bit earlier, you know, careful how much you drink on a ship, especially those all-inclusive packages, George. (laughs) Um, you know, keep in mind that, you know, you're more than likely going to warm hot destinations it's going to be hot on the ship you know if you're in the sun and whatnot uh, so drink lots of water hydrate because alcohol dehydrates you so definitely um, keep that in mind as well as if you're traveling solo a solo cruiser definitely try to make a few buddies um, who will look out for you and 
you know, it's, it's, yeah, these cruise ships are meant to have fun and have a good time, but you should always be, be aware of your personal safety as well. And like we've talked about before, if you do have, a, you know, a disability, you're a little bit more vulnerable, unfortunately. Um, so try to make friends. Be, be, <laughs> be friendly. Um, <laughs> I think that's important. <laughs> Sorry, Unless you don't want to make friends, then you don't. <laughs> and if, even if you don't want to make friends with Joe Schmo at the bar there, you know, uh, make sure you know your room steward a little bit because they can actually, you know, they'll look out for you and, you know, you can establish a rapport with them is really important. Also, something to, you know, think about when you are traveling is utilize the safes in the rooms you know they mm -hmm. have them in the closet just like hotels and don't tempt people if you know they you know the the cleaning crew come into your room and they leave the door ajar somebody could see your um rolex watch you know oh, and they even something else like, well, <laughs> what's up? how are you trying to go on <laughs> If they steal know. my Rolex, they're getting ripped off just as much as I did because it's fake. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the the new um, one of those really expensive Apple watches that are those like Hermes ones. That oh are, like, yeah, <laughs> over a grand. <laughs> I don't know any valuables that you might have. You know, put them in the safe. Utilize that safe. Um, those safes can usually maintain medium-sized laptop jewelry wallet wa your fake rolex watch if you care about it <laughs> <laughs> you know any number of things uh, also put your passport in there and any money that you might have also multiple forms of documentation we've talked about that before you know electronic time of electronic age that we're in have uh, multiple copies on multiple devices that's something that i do if I'm traveling, if I'm traveling with a laptop, I have all my documentation on my laptop just in case, or just in case I lose my phone, um, or my iPad, or something like that. Having that option, having multiple options, is really probably a good idea. Do you guys I've have even heard some people say that they travel with a second phone just in case something happens to their primary phone. Yeah, it feels a little. A little much to me but you know if that's something you can afford to do or you have a spare phone laying around that that you want to pack away just in case it's, iphone uh, 6 anyone <laughs> <laughs> got that pixel in the drawer in there <laughs> uh yeah i actually uh pulled out mine the other day <laughs> starting to learn talk back and stuff you know Fun. um so yeah an old pixel 2 if you got one or something like that. Yeah, that's probably a little much to me as well. You know, people do what they do, right? Yep. Extra charging cords, uh, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. That's battery packs. Battery packs. Make sure you know, uh, make sure you kind of look up the ship's regulations for what size of battery pack you can bring on board. Because there are some restrictions for that. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Just kind of like an airplane. Um, I think it's meant more for wheelchairs and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that would make but, sense. But, you know, it doesn't hurt to look and make yeah. sure, you know, be prepared. And if this feels like a lot, there are, um, you know, travel agents out there who deal specifically with cruises and, and know the cruise industry inside and out. So 
it's always something to consider, if, especially if you're cruising for the first time, because they can they can give you a lot of information uh, and help you get through some of the process. Or or here's a brilliant idea: you could just listen to us again. <laughs> well, that works too. <laughs> uh, that makes me sound like I list, like listening to my own voice, and I don't. So <laughs> I don't blame you if you don't want to listen to me either. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> just a few more quick tips for me, you know, related to your cabin. Um, make sure, you know, there's a, there's a, some ships, the doors are really thick. So sometimes you need to make sure that they close. That's also that's very important is, you know, make sure the door clicks, whether you give it an extra pull or, sh- or push um, kind of like hotel room doors. Sometimes if there's a breeze coming through. You know, totally shut or even your house just to make sure it's fully secure. If you are, you know, wanting to keep your stuff secure and stuff, be aware of your balcony door. If you do have a balcony, um, make sure that's closed and locked as well um, for your own safety, especially at night. So, yeah, make sure your balcony doors are kind of or not kind of, but are closed and locked um, because when they do, you know, there are lots of people around the ship, whether it's maintenance crews or other passengers. You can never be too careful. Um, also, if your door has a deadbolt, use it. If not, um, you can get door stops from the crew. Or you could be all fancy and you can go to Staples and get a door stop that has an alarm on it. Um, you can probably get some that are smart and hook up to your phone and have an app and stuff. Well, another thing also that I'm going to finish you off you guys off with is you know make sure when you know we've talked about this before but make sure you don't carry large size large amounts of cash with you um, or make sure you have them stored in different places so it's not not all in one bunch if you know you know have different spots for it because it's always important um, not to have all your bills in one basket if you will (laughs) so I think that's pretty much what I've got. Um, obviously, we're going to have a lot more links in the show notes. And um, and I have a lot of links and uh, there's a lot of information. My advice to you, my friends out there, is if you want to go on a cruise and have a good time, do your prep because it'll make for a whole better experience. Awesome. And make good choices. <laughs> Always make good choices. <laughs> choices. Choices. George, do you have anything to add to this? No, they did a good job. Yeah, she did. Her homework and her research. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything to add to this either. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up for today. You can find us on social media on Twitter at hands underscore safety, on Facebook at hands on safety podcast. And on the web at handsonsafety.net. We look forward to bringing y'all another show next month. We love to get your feedback. So please send us an email at feedback at handsonsafety.net. And uh, we'll see y'all next time. Even just tell us that Megan's annoying and don't let her talk ever again is fine. No, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. Thank you guys very much for listening. It's been fun as always. And take care of yourselves. Everyone have a good one. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.